Hello and welcome to a special free preview edition of the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Chris Delano. And today we have two spot story spotlights for you all. It's um it's a rise and a fall. And uh one of these is very heartbreaking. Let, let's just say uh <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Quite, quite the story spotlights we've got today. Yeah. Uh, but let's start with the rise. Who do we see here? So our first preview card is uh, Shieldred's Restoration. So this is a uh, sorcery for three and a black with kicker two and a white. We have a, an off-color kicker cost there. Uh, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If this spell was kicked, you gain life equal to that card's mana value. Otherwise, you lose that much life. And then exile Shieldred's Restoration. The art depicts uh, a story moment that we get very early, I think episode one of the Dominar United story, mm-hmm. yep. showing Shieldred being lovingly recreated by some of her followers in the Society of Mishra, I believe. Um, yeah, it is, it is beautiful, beautiful, haunting art from uh, Igor Kirillik. I'm... Probably it's like a little fuzzy on the card, so I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. Yeah, it's eager yeah, Kiri luck. Apologies, eager. Yeah, it's uh, uncommon, by the way. So this is a uncommon four mana reanimation spell. Uh, very, very cool. So what it depicts here is you've got three like cultists basically worshiping Shieldred. So what uh, what I think a lot of people don't realize about Shieldred is Shieldred was never that crab body. Shieldred was always like this feminine upper body with those weird horn things on her head. But then she always kind of, she plugged in, basically. If you look at early concept art for Shieldred, you can see how she has like this spine coming down from her torso. Kind of like the Borg Queen in First Contact, if you've ever seen it, uh, where she gets plugged in to, um, to one of those bodies. So that's how we see her in a different being like the centaur top of <laughs> of a Phyrexian dreadnought, basically. Um, the the people worshiping there, as we learn in the story, are Society of Mishra folks. There have uh, always, on Dominaria since the Brothers' War, been Phyrexia sympathizers. Uh, there were the Disciple of Gix. Uh, they became sort of the Soldevi Agnates, uh, Adnates in the during the Ice Age. And then in more modern times, it's a society of Mishra, uh, which of whom Rona is a prominent member. Um, and that's where the disciple of Gix names comes from. Yeah, I, I don't understand how they weren't stamped out after the invasion. Like at any point throughout like Mag- or Dominaria's history, I don't understand how any of these could be allowed to to, to cultivate and build a, any kind of following. Uh, it's crazy, but this, this art is whew, like it, I, I love how the juxtaposition, juxtaposition of the black and the white to off to like really emphasize the kicker cost and really nice. I would I would say I don't understand how there's like still disciples of Gix and followers of Phyrexia on Dominaria. Uh, if I didn't also like consistently see Confederate flags around my neighborhood, so like turns out evil is really hard to get rid of if you don't commit to it. Um, but uh, I think this card is really cool. It's a like instant include in any sort of like white and black reanimation commander deck. It's an uncommon uh, with a kicker cost that will probably be really good and limited. 
Um, you get your best creature back and you can lose life if you're like, you know, desperate, but you can also gain a bunch of life if it's late game and this is a big creature. So it's a, it's a great top deck late in the uh, game. This is like, this card will probably be the reason why some people win games and also probably why some people lose games. And I think that's fitting for Shieldred. Yep. Yep. I really like the off-color kicker stuff. We've gotten some of that on Innistrad in recent years, but the set that I played the most in was, uh, like, Plane Shift Mm. and Apocalypse back in the day. And this is very... I mean, Mark Rosewater has even said it's it's very similar to these older sets that he designed, and I'm I'm really loving it. This is like more nostalgic than the first Dominaria for me because this is very specific gameplay as well. Dang similarities over. to how I how I first played Magic. And you know, we had Kicker when we were in Dominaria in 2018, which we just recorded an episode about, uh, and you can listen to it. Um, and we had Kicker then, but we didn't really have off color Kicker costs. I don't believe, at least not a lot of it. Uh, so this is this is a new thing kind of showing the Phyrexian invasion, I suppose. Um, yeah, and the the wedge, sh- the wedge color identity kicker cost. So not just off color, but like, you know, the the Mardu overall color is very reminiscent of Brian mentioned the Volvers. Dega, Anna, Raka. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was this cycle of five, which were the names of the wedges up until Khans of Tarkir, basically. Um very, very cool. I, I love seeing this again. Uh, we also have another preview card, and this one's really, really sad. <laughs> this is The Fall. Um, if you haven't read the Dominari United story, this is a major spoil- like spoiler for the story. Um, this is one of the saddest moments uh, in Dominari United. And we are talking about Extinguish the Light. It is a black instant common for two and two black, um, and it's destroy target creature or planeswalker. If it's mana value with three or less, you gain three life. And the flavor text reads, Jaya did not want to die, but of all the things to die for, Dominaria felt right. And the art, the art is her falling from the weatherlight, I believe. I think she's on the edge of the mana rig. It's the mana rig, yeah. I haven't finished the story yet. I was reading it. Oh, sorry, Brian. (laughs) It just spoiled it for you. Giant size. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you knew. I didn't know if you knew this or not with this giant card in front of you, but. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, obviously this is, Jaya is a lot of people's favorite character for a long time for good reason, right? Like her flavor text early in magic is iconic. I really love her character in the, uh, the eternal ice novel. Um, Jaya is just a very popular character and, uh, it's, it's very saddening to see her go. I have had more time to come to terms with it. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's okay to be upset. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I think all of us, when Dak Faden got killed off, <laughs> he was my favorite character. I really identified with the character in the color alignment, uh, how he was kind of a fail son. Like he, he he's uh, he was funny, um, and you know, I had time to process his grief before other process the grief before other people learned of the death. Um, but you know, I, I just, it stinks. Um, it's the kind of thing that's going to happen in a story like this, uh, where we have the the very high stakes with these Phyrexians. 
this I should also note, please don't yell at me. This was not my decision. Uh, <laughs> Jay, why did you kill Jaya? Yep. Yell at Jay all the time. Do it. It's it's we're we're at the start of a pretty major story arc. Uh and I I do like the flavor text here though. Like Jaya, you know, did not want to die, but dying to save Dominaria, which she has been doing her whole life, felt right. Yeah, the the art is incredibly evocative too. You've probably seen it if you've read the story or you like watched the like the announcement video. It was I will say it was really um impressive the way that they end the announcement video for uh Dominaria United and the the slate of stuff with a a shot of, of this art and then a Johnny and then Jimmy Wong looking shocked and horrified. Yeah, it's just Jimmy Wong was just looking absolutely just devastated. Um, Jaya is a beloved character, and this art is, I think, doing her death justice. You see her uh, falling from the mana rig, her hand outstretched. Um, she has just given her life to save Dominaria. Uh, and it looks, it feels in the story at that moment as if she has failed. Uh, you get this moment in the story, which we give spo- spoilers. There's a bunch of spoilers here, where you think that like Jaya failed to protect the Silex. Uh, she's been killed by a Johnny, one of her her friends, a dear compatriot. She's falling, but you know that looking at this art, which is uh, by Ekaterina Bermat, who has done some amazing art for magic, in that robe, in her clothes right now, she has stuffed some papers that have the blueprints for the Silex. And we are going to get, because of her being Jaya, who she is, she thought to hide away those blueprints and now that we have them, we can potentially use that to save the multiverse. It is a very Jaya way to to go out because Jaya, like the modern stories might not have made this clear, but Jaya was always really slick. Like Jaya, when she first met Joda, she had broken into his office. Like I've talked about this every single time. Uh, her shtick was she was a thief and a mercenary who took advantage of the hubris of wizards and mages who, you know, automatically assumed because they had placed magical wards that they were safe and their possessions were safe and never thought about someone coming in through the 10th story window or something. Right. Um, and that was always just kind of who Jaya was. So I love that at the very least, you know, she was able to smuggle something away that the Frexians who had come here basically to destroy the Silex, <laughs> to kidnap Karn. Uh, a lot of what you see in the side stories from uh, the Liliana and Ravenman side story uh, to the Jared Carthalian is uh, there is there are basically two places we know of in the multiverse where um, Frexia has been defeated. One was uh, Nuka Pena, and we talked about that a lot back in the day, uh, where there was a Frexian invasion, and it was kind of a, they had a Pyrrhic victory. Um, and with the Halo there, we learned that, you know, uh, Urbrask, it's, it's a little, little hard for him there. But uh, the other is Dominaria during that invasion story. And uh, there are a lot of things on Dominaria, because this is the plane that Frexia is originally from, that might hamper the Frexians. Uh, and so their mission was to come and acquire or destroy all of these things that might impede future plans, say a March of the Machines, perhaps. And worth noting in the story, 
the character most adept at killing Phyrexians is Jaya. So them getting rid of her is another really important part of their plan. Being able to have those plans, and then we see a moment at the end of the story where Sahili, who is another one of my favorite planeswalkers, has reconstructed it based on Karn's drawings that uh, Jaya managed to smuggle away. Uh, that is like, that is their new hope. Um, so, yeah, it just, it stinks. You know, stories, they have ups and downs. Uh, this is definitely, the end of this story is definitely a downer moment. Uh, and if you, you know, need to take a mental health break, absolutely <laughs> do it. Also, uh, this is a four mana instant at common that says destroy target creature or planeswalker, uh, with like an added bonus. So this card is going to absolutely just be a first pickable card in any sort oh, of yeah. drafted by this card note, fucking kicks ass um, side note blake yeah. if you're listening to this like thank you for continuing the theme of just sending us like limited removal <laughs> to to the vorthos cast like it's always it's kind of hilarious now um that that's almost always what we get is uh some sort of limited removal uh that is very going to end up being seen everywhere uh, which is tough because it's got art that's going to be hard for some people on it. But yeah, it's definitely going to be all over the place. It's also funny that this is the second time we've gone to Dominaria since the podcast existed. And we're also getting the last story spotlight of both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> and in Bolas's mm-hmm. clutches and Extinguish the Light. So thanks, whoever is doing that. But um, yeah, any other thoughts on this card, Brian? Because I feel like this is going to be an A-plus card in Limited, like first pickable I would probably take this over a lot, pretty much almost any other common, probably. Oh, definitely. Uh, the fact that it's an instant can hit creatures and planeswalkers, and it's recently costed at four. I mean, the only way, the only reason this might not be standard playable is because it costs four instead of three. And even then, like, I don't know, you might have some control decks that might want to go up on the curve depending on what the rest of the removal looks like. So, I, you know, I think it, it's a very good. Very, very good uh, limited format removal spell. Yeah, and the the rider of if it is if the mana value is three or less, you gain three life. Makes it yeah. feel not as bad to trade down on mana because you're gaining yep. life. Exactly. Uh, as opposed to Jaya, who is losing life. Anyways, oh. um, <laughs> that's the end of our preview. Oh, I'm terrible, Christopher. I'm going to hell. <laughs> uh so if you want to if you're listening to this for previews and you want to hear more lore stuff from the Vorthos cast come check us out. Uh next week we are going to have an interview uh with one of the the basically the man in charge of the early magic uh comics uh and talk about Jared Carthalian. So come check it out. And thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos cast.